What is it that will most help the next generation to see God? How will we be able to help them to know Jesus? How can we share with them what the faith is all about? This is Saturday, September 24th. I love telling, retelling the story of Rod Rosenblatt. He's a Lutheran pastor. When he was 16 years old, he wrecked his father's Buick 8. When the police called his father and put Rod on the phone, the first thing his dad asked him over the phone was whether he was all right. And Rod said yes. He told his father that he'd been drinking and that the friends with him were okay as well. They were not physically hurt. Later that night, Rod wept and wept in his father's study. And at the end of that ordeal, his father said one thing. How about tomorrow we go get you a new car? Rod says that that is the day when God's mercy became real to him. Now here's the problem. When Rod tells that story, there are always people in the audience who get angry. They say, your dad let you get away with that? He didn't punish you at all? And here's what Rod tells them. No. Don't you think I don't know what I had done? I, I knew what I had done. Do you think it was the m most painful moment in my life up to that point? You see, Rod's father spoke the word of grace in that moment. But we find ourselves agreeing with the people listening to Rod's story. We side with them. He can't just be let off like that. There have to be some consequences. And there were. Rod was scared by the police. He faced the parents of his friends and more. But this also was a moment of grace. Grace pure and simple. Here's our scripture text for today. While we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one might dare to even die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, that's Romans 5, 6 to 8. Now, these words of Paul are likely familiar to us. Here, he is explaining the power of the gospel to the church in Rome. He explains how unlikely God's love is for us. Like Rod's dad taking him the next day and buying another car, it's a love that is undeserved. It's a love that is shocking, really. When we were God's enemies standing against him in active opposition. You see, God didn't save us because we were good or had our lives together, but because we were not and, and we do not. He saved us because he is loving. You see, our kids and grandkids, they, they expect the law. They know punishment is due. They know when they have blown it. They fear failure more, almost more than anything else. The way forward with this generation is a love that is greater than their fears and their failures too. It's a love that comes from Jesus. A love we see in Him and learn from Him. It is grace that breaks through every expectation and will change the story in their lives. As it changed in Rod's life. And it's changed the story of our lives too. This is what our young people need. 
I love the way Brennan, Brennan Manning explains it. My message unchanged for more than 50 years is this. God loves you unconditionally, as you are and not as you should be, because nobody is as they should be. It is the message of grace, a grace that pays the eager beaver who works all day long the same wages as the grinning drunk who shows up at ten till five. A grace that hikes up the robe and runs breakneck toward the prodigal reeking of sin and wraps him up and decides to throw a party. No ifs, ands, or buts. This vulgar grace is indiscriminate compassion. It works without asking anything of us. It's not cheap, it's free. And as such will always be a banana peel for the orthodox foot and a fairy tale for the grown-up sensibility. Grace is sufficient, even though we huff and puff with all our might, to try and find something or someone it cannot cover. Grace is enough. He is enough. Jesus is enough. I'm often asked how we can reach the next generation. How can we pave the way for them? I think it's all of grace. It is seeing that they need love as much as we do. It's not expecting more from them than we've been able to produce in ourselves. It's laying aside the pride of our successes to see that we are fellow strugglers with them. Then we'll be able to see them as they are, in need of love, a grace that lifts them up when they've wrecked the family car or blown up the relationship with their spouse. That's what changed Rod's life when he was a teenager, and it's what our teenagers need. And loving them when they are at their worst, they will learn they can go to God in whatever condition they, they happen to find themselves. And when they do, they'll find Jesus on the cross and the forgiveness that sustains, sustains them for what lies ahead. And that's what I pray, that we will learn how to extend the grace that we have needed and received so freely in Christ. Let's pray. Lord, forgive us for laying on our children burdens that we ourselves cannot bear. Help us to trust in the power of your love to accomplish what law never could. Help us to empower the coming generation with your grace. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.